Merry Christmas to all of you today. I hope and pray you have a wonderful Christmas and a wonderful week following Christmas. We are going to be looking at scriptures in the daily lectionary. There are a lot of scriptures listed. There are more days listed than actual days in the week. Christmas Day and following, I spoke about Christmas Day last week as we concluded the fourth Sunday of Advent. We'll be looking at the first Sunday after Christmas, then December 29, December 30, December 31, the eve of the holy name of Jesus. The holy name of Jesus is January the 1st. And then we get into the second Sunday after Christmas, January 2, 3, 4, and 5. Now, what you'll want to do is listen to this uh, podcast on these scriptures, but you'll want to get your calendar out and see what days these scriptures fall and which ones are appropriate for that particular day. You can never read enough scripture, that's for sure. And what you're going to find is these are quite eclectic. If you look at the text that is written, we're back to First and Second Samuel again in the Old Testament, First Kings, Isaiah, First Kings, Joshua, and Jonah, and then Isaiah for the eve of Epiphany. So there's lots of texts. Again, consult your calendar. The other thing that you might want to do for Christmas Day and following is just read them on a regular basis. Now, we're going to eventually catch up when we get to the week of First Epiphany, which is January the 9th in 2022. January the 9th, okay? That's going to catch us up for sure. But when we look at Christmas Day and following and the Epiphany and following, it gets a little bit complicated. Don't get frustrated. Look at the texts that are provided and the days. Read what you can. The more that you read, the more you're going to be blessed. And what I'll do is lead you through this. Now, when you look at this, we've, it's very collected for the Old Testament. In the New Testament, you're looking at John and Ephesians. And in the Gospel reading, you're looking at John 2, 4, 5, 6, 9, and 11. So there is a tremendous amount of reading and excellent reading from the Old and the New Testament and from the Gospel readings. Remember, we have three sources. The Old Testament, which is our first one. The second one is the New Testament. Epistles usually by Paul. And thirdly, one of the Gospels. Now, for Christmas, uh, since year A is Matthew and year B is Mark and year C is Luke, we find that we read John when we're looking at Christmas and Pentecost and uh, Easter. So for those of you that enjoy that kind of information, there it is. For those of you that it doesn't matter, let's plunge right into our scriptures, okay? First Samuel. Now, I mentioned First Samuel last week when we looked at the birth of Samuel to his mother, his great mother, Hannah. We talked about in First Samuel 2 about Hannah praising God for um, the birth of Samuel. But in that first reading, the first Sunday after Christmas, we look at 1 Samuel chapter 1. Then on December the 29th, we have the 2 Samuel 23. So Samuel, again, is a history book, and it deals mostly with the great prophet Samuel. He's the last judge. He's also a prophet. He's an extraordinary person and a very significant person in the Bible. In 2 Samuel 23, we have the last words of King David. Now, the reason King David's so important 
It's David, as I said last week out of 2 Samuel 7. David is the one through whom the Messiah is going to come, through his line. And Jesus comes through his line. In 1 Kings 17, again, I love the fact that we're all over the Bible and we're reading uh, the scriptures. Uh, if you can uh, find a time and a place to do this on a regular basis, you will profit tremendously from the reading of the text. In 1 Kings 17, we have the great uh, Elijah, uh, the great Elijah, 17 to 24, and about God raising up the widow at Zarephath's son, a beautiful text. And in 1 Kings 3, 1 Kings 3, 5 to 14, 1 Kings 3, 5 to 14, we have the wisdom of Solomon. One of the most famous passages in the Bible where Solomon asks for wisdom, God will grant him whatever he asks for, he asks for wisdom. That's a great thing to have, is wisdom. So we have Solomon in 1 Kings, we have Elijah in 1 Kings 17, 1 Kings 3 is Solomon, 1 Kings 17, Elijah, 2 Samuel 23, and 1 Samuel chapter 7. Uh, we are looking at these important figures in the life of the church. We're looking at important figures in the Old Testament that give credence to uh, Jesus' life or important figures that come before him. Very important. And you'll look at the eve of the holy name. Again, the eve of the holy name is December 31st and the holy name is January 1st. Interestingly, we celebrate January 1st on a Saturday. And then we have Isaiah. Now, Isaiah is a very much messianic, uh, gives us a lot of information about the Messiah. So if you go to Isaiah uh, 65 and Isaiah 62. So go to Isaiah 65, 15 to 25. And he's talking about the very famous uh, chapter concerning a new heaven and a new earth that he's going to create. He's going to do something great at the end of time. He says at the end of verse 25, the wolf and the lamb will feed together and the lion will eat straw like the ox, but dust will be the serpent's food. They will neither harm nor destroy in all my holy mountain. So in the scriptures, you have a juxtaposition of a lot of different themes. The beginning, the middle, the end, go back to the beginning, back to the life of Christ, go back to Samuel, go back to David, go back to Elijah, go back to Adam and Eve, and, and when you see all those scriptures, which is what you're doing when you're reading the daily lectionary every day, and you get a feel for what's going on, things begin to tie together and you see how God is moving. And he continues with the, the scriptures on January 2nd to January 5th, and this is probably gonna be the next week uh, when we see those scriptures. In, in 1 Kings 19, go to 1 Kings 19, again, a history book, much like 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel, a history book, 1 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles, 1 Kings 19, um, and we find the Lord appearing to Elijah the power of the prophet Elijah. So in the daily lectionary during Christmas time and after Christmas, we see how God is raising people up to do ministry in his name for the perpetuation of his people so that the Messiah can come through these people 
and the Messiah can live among these people, which Jesus did in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and share the gospel of Christ with us. In Joshua chapter 3, remember Joshua is another great history book. We had the Pentateuch, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And then we start with Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1st and 2nd Samuel, which I made just reference to, 1st uh, and 2nd Kings, 1st and 2nd Chronicles, etc., Ezra, Nehemiah. Um, and what we see here in Joshua and then finally in Jonah is another manifestation of the power of God, another manifestation of what God is doing in Jonah, the great prophet Jonah. Remember, he's the one that got swallowed by the whale. Jonah chapter 2, 2 through 9, he prays much like Hannah prayed in 1 Samuel chapter 2. David prays in 2 Samuel chapter 7. We see this wonderful human expression of their relationship with God. So we're moving all around the Old Testament. We're giving witness to what God is doing in people's lives. We're giving witness to the reality of his kingdom. And then we finish with Isaiah 66, 18 to 23. And we are right at the end, 66, 18 to 23. All right. The heaven, the new heavens and the new earth, verse 22, that I will make, that I make will endure before me so that your name and your descendants endure. So he's talking about the longevity of Israel. Israel is going to be so long that it's going to last forever. So again, another important biblical tenet. We're looking at the past. We're looking at the present. We're looking at the future. And we're seeing how God is involved in all three phases throughout the Old and New Testament. Because sometimes the writer, particularly the prophet, is speaking about events way ahead of his time. Sometimes he's speaking of, of events 700 years ahead when Isaiah prophesied about Christ. 700 B.C., Jesus is born about 4 B.C. Sometimes he's looking back. So again, you want to take your time and continue to read this information and pray and listen to what God is saying to you. Now, in our New Testament readings, these are just fantastic. Uh, it would take me a long time to go through all of them. But just highlight 1 John 4, remember on Christmas Day, about loving one another, and Colossians 1, 9 to 20, about Jesus Christ and how great he is. Really strongly recommend It's called a hymn uh, in Colossians chapter 1. Let me go to it real fast. It's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. Philippians, Colossians chapter 1, 9 to 20. And he's the image of the invisible God, verse 15. He's the firstborn of all creation. By him all things were created. Remember I told you he was the creator. By all things are created. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. Again, we're looking at Jesus in the future. What did he do? Creation. What is he doing? What will he do? 2 John 1.13, 2nd and 3rd John. So look at those beautiful scriptures. 2nd and 3rd John are very short, but they're very poignant. They're very powerful. And of course, they come from the great writer John. We've already referred to 1st John chapter 4, but in 2nd and 3rd John, look at what he says in verse 11. Just a wonderful scripture for all of us. 3rd John, verse 11. Dear friend, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. Anyone who does what is good is from God. Anyone who does not, anyone who does evil has not seen God. Enjoy 2nd and 3rd John. James, chapter 4 and 5, he quotes. 
another great scripture. And then finally, Revelation 21 and Revelation 19. We're at the end of the Bible, and we see in chapter 21, verses 1 through 6, the New Jerusalem. And we see in chapter 19, 11 to 16, about the rider on the white horse. Now, those of you that have been following me for several months now, you may have already read these scriptures. It's always good to read them again. If this is your first time through, read it slowly. Perhaps at the bottom of your Bible, there may be some study notes. Read and digest. Think about them. Think about what they mean. And so, again, the daily lectionary takes you throughout the Bible to build up the themes of who God is and what he is doing. As we go into the second Sunday after Christmas, again, through the eve of Epiphany, which is, is uh, the 6th of January, which, again, is going to fall into next week. So you don't have to be in a hurry to read all of these this week. You see Ephesians 4, Ephesians 5, and Ephesians 6. Colossians chapter 3 at the beginning. Fantastic text. Fantastic text from uh, Ephesians how to live your life in Christ, how to follow God. So remember, after the birth of Jesus, we're going to be focused on Jesus being shown, which is what Epiphany is going to be about, which we'll talk about next week, and what we need to do and how we need to live our lives based on the fact that Christ has come. Now, we have to wait till Jesus dies, but since that has already happened, the writers of of the lectionary are able to infuse in these Christmas and January texts with those scriptures so that we can begin to even now think about that. In the gospel reading, as I mentioned earlier, you have these extraordinary texts from John. And I'm just going to highlight them for you. And I am going to assume that you are going to spend a, a significant amount of time with them. John chapter 2 which is, has to do with the wedding at Cana. Jesus begins his ministry. He changes water into wine. In chapter 4, we have the Samaritan woman. And then we have the official's son in chapter 4, 46 to 54, a beautiful miracle of Jesus's. In chapter 5, we have another miracle that he does, healing someone at the pool. So we are sharing in this Christmas and early uh, 2022 scriptures about Christ's ministry. And then we have chapter 6, 41 to 47, about the bread of life and about following Christ, uh, that great exposition of texts regarding who Jesus is in terms of satisfying all our physical needs through his body and blood. And he has three dates for that, January um, second Sunday after Christmas, January 2nd and January 3rd, as you'll see on your uh, list of notes. And then Jan John 9 is about the man born blind, and John 11 is about the raising of Lazarus. Now you say to yourself, Father Reed, this is a, an incredible amount of data. Yes, it is. It's a lot to think about. Take your time. If you want to, you can take the dates that we'll set out for you and read them on those dates. Because next week, I'm going to get with you from Epiphany and following. Epiphany is the sixth day of January. That's also an immovable date. It's always the sixth uh, of January. And I'll be sharing some scriptures 
from there. And then on the first week of first epiphany, that begins with the baptism of Jesus. So in Christmas, in Advent, we're preparing for his coming. In Christmas, he comes and we reflect upon what he has said to us through the Old and New Testament. In Epiphany, he is baptized. Now, the Epiphany is about the coming of the Magi. Then he grows up, he's baptized by John in the Jordan in Epiphany 1, and then Jesus appears and he's going to share his message. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's enjoy these amazing texts on Christmas Day and following as we prepare ourselves for the coming of the Lord and what he says to us for this Christmas season. Again, have a very, very Merry Christmas and a beautiful new year. And I hope that you enjoy these daily readings, which will bless your soul and grow your faith in Christ. God bless you.